Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had such a beautiful question come in about how do you do deliverance, or how effective or beneficial is it to pray for people without their knowledge? And this is such a good question because I think we all wonder about this. You know, when you read Matthew 12 and verse 45, um, it talks about how. Um, you know, if there's an evil spirit that goes out of a person, if it comes back and finds that the house is clean, then it finds seven more, even more evil spirits to come and live with it. And the end state is worse than the, at the beginning. And you're like, well, if the first rule of doctoring is to do no harm, I certainly don't want to be harming people. My goodness, how do I solve this conundrum? It's probably better just not to pray. Well, I don't think that's actually the right answer, thankfully. So let's talk about this more broadly. It's such a good topic. I'm really excited. I'm really fired up here. So first of all, I think we always get to pray, right? What we see in the scriptures is it says, cast all your care on him. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Um, you know, when you look at Jesus, wherever he went, he was praying, he was healing. He sent out the disciples and he said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, uh, drive out the demons. You know, there's these basic commands that he expected his followers to do wherever they were. And that's beautiful. I mean, it's so awesome what he's given us to do. And so I think we can definitely pray these different prayers wherever we go. So if we have family members that are struggling, especially, I mean, first of all, we should always start with ourselves, right? I think Jesus is pretty clear that until you've removed the plank from your own eye, you're not going to be able to see very well to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so um, always good to make sure that you're cleaned out. I think there's also a level of always wanting to make sure that what you're doing, you're doing from a heart of love and not from a desire to control. Um, what that looks like is, um, I think as a parent, we want to make sure that we are um, blessing, let's say our children. Oh, children, we want to be blessing you, not controlling you, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know if you might find that that's kind of a fine line. So I think that's something to just explore with Jesus to say, am I seeking for health and wholeness for this person or are they just kind of driving me nuts and I want to get them to comply with my demands? Kind of a different angle, if that makes sense. Um, but, you know, it says in Acts sixteen thirty one, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your house. And so I think... There, if there's a believing person in the house, you get to actually bring the presence of God into your house. That's part of your domain. And so even if you have maybe children that are resistant or a spouse or extended family members, you still get to pray for them. That's part of um, you and your house. <laughs> so that's awesome. And then um, I think if there are people at your church, those are your brothers and sisters. They are part of the fellowship of believers. You get to pray for them. That's part of also um, your your gift and your responsibility as a believer. And so um, as part of a fellowship. I don't know if I would go much beyond that in terms of 
unknown people or like movie stars or something, you know, like, oh, Jack Nicholson maybe isn't, he might be packing a little bit. Like maybe let's not, um, let's not try to drive something off of him. I know I've been, um, I was once walking through the mall and a girl came towards me and I thought, oh my goodness, she is just covered it. Like she's actually possessed, but that wasn't, that wasn't my person to be delivering at that moment. And so, um, some of this, you just walk out with Jesus. Um, you know, it's interesting, even with Paul, when he was ministering, I think the story in Philippians or the story in um, Philippi is that he was ministering and there was the slave girl who was a seer, um, not a godly seer, who was following him around and speaking actually truth about him until after many days, he turned around and he was like, be cast out, you know, and the the demon fled and the girl was no longer a seer, which really made her owner angry. And so, um, yeah, um, that was what ended up putting Paul and Silas into prison. And that was the story where the the walls, um, where it's the midnight hour, they're singing and then the earthquake happens and they get freed. So he, he drove a demon out of, um, yeah, he drove a demon out of that woman. And I mean, on some level, was she better off? I'm sure she was better off probably, but, um, it's interesting that he didn't just do it right away. You know, that there was kind of a level of like, I've just been finally fed up, cannot take it anymore. The end, go away. Um, yeah. And so, I think I want to just encourage you that we actually get to pray. And this is part of our um, method of bringing change and hope to the world is that we get to participate with people in, in doing this. So, okay, that's, that's all I have for this message, but I think it's going to be continued because I feel like this is really a big and good and important topic. Okay, that's all.